morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning, everyone. Happy Tuesday. The date is February 15th. Hope you're having a good day so far. We got a lot to get into today, so I want to dive in. First off, I have to start with a sad one. Um, late Sunday night, Ivan Reitman, who is the filmmaker, producer, director behind some of the most iconic comedy movies of the 20th century, unfortunately passed away Sunday night. Um, he was the director of the original Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, which Ghostbusters 2 is also a banger. I love both those movies. And he was also the producer of Animal House and Space Jam in the 90s. Um, he was a very prolific and very incredible director and filmmaker, so make sure to keep him and his family in your thoughts today. And then, as far as birthdays go, one of my favorite people in all of popular culture, Matt Groening, the man behind The Simpsons and Futurama, among other things. Today is his birthday. I'm a huge Simpsons fan. I'm always engaged in a rewatch of The Simpsons, and I'm also pretty frequently engaged in a rewatch of Futurama as well. Those are two of my main comfort shows. Also, with the news that Futurama is getting a reboot, I had to shout it out. Quick shout out as well. Happy birthday to Megan The Stallion. Also her birthday today and I couldn't couldn't leave her out, you know. So listen to Megan The Stallion today. Watch an episode of The Simpsons. Maybe watch Ghostbusters later. And with that in mind, Bo, what's going on? Entertainment. The Oscars have their host. So it's been kind of a weird couple years for the Oscars. Obviously last year with COVID and everything, it was their lowest rated show in the history of the Oscars, right? There's been a lot of controversy. Should people be hosting? How? What's the best way it looks? Well, the 2022 Oscars finally have their host, and it's going to be three of them, actually. Deadline reported on Monday that Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer, and Regina Hall will be the hosts of the movie industry's biggest night. Yeah, they're they're coming back to that MC format a little bit, and this is going to be the first time since 2018 that we have an Oscars that feels and probably looks familiar. And the Oscars will air live on March 27th on ABC. Charlie, quick question. Should popular movies like Spider-Man be included in the Best Picture nominations? Well, popular movies is a complicated term. It's like, I think that there is artistic value to a lot of really popular movies. And I think sometimes Dune was nominated for an Oscar, you know, because Dune was is a from an aesthetic, visual, narrative perspective, an innovative movie. And I don't want to sound I love if you know, I know, you know, this Boba to the audience. I love the Marvel movies. I love No Way Home. I thought it was amazing, but it's just. I, don't, I would argue that it's not um, it's not innovating the genre on the level. I mean, I think a lot of the movies that got nominated for Oscars shouldn't be nominated for Oscars, but the argument that No Way Home should be nominated, I don't really agree with. I think it's like it's an incredible movie and it's a joy to watch, um, but I personally see the Oscars and the Academy Awards as celebrating movies that are sort of innovating or changing the genre and or, or changing the medium film. Um, so personally, no, but I do understand the argument as well. But... At some point, if the Oscars are starting to go low on ratings, right, and it's because no one knows any of the movies that are nominated, eventually I think they will heavily consider putting in these like big franchise pictures because more people might be watching. Speaking of big blockbuster, Charlie, what's going on with this Lord of the Rings story? They can't stop making new Lord of the Rings products. Uh, This was actually older news, but we finally got a release date. Lord of the Rings, The War of the Rohirrim. And listen, Lord of the Rings fans, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure I got it right. The War of the Rohirrim is an anime movie that's going to be set for 2024. So set 200 years before the events of The Hobbit, The War of Rohirrim is a forthcoming anime Lord of the Rings film that is going to chronicle the creation of Helm's Deep, which Helm's Deep is the stronghold featured heavily in The Two Towers, which is, in my opinion, the best Lord of the Rings movie. And just so you know, if you saw the trailer for the Amazon Prime show, and we've talked about a lot, The Rings of Power, these have nothing to do with each other. The Rings of Power is set millennia before the events of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, so they're 
totally separate narratively. But as far as The War of Rohirrim, Kenji Kamiyama, who is the director behind the TV show Blade Runner Black Lotus and Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, he's going to direct and he's joined by the producer of Blade Runner Black Lotus, Joseph Chow. As of right now, the film is set to release in April of 2024, so we still got a bit of time, but there is a set launch date. We'll see. Stuff gets pushed back, but I don't know. I'm kind of excited to see an animated take on Lord of the Rings. I think it'll be a fun fit, but we'll have to see. Hopping over into the world of NFTs. NFTs. I apologize. We're a little bit late to this story, but I still, we got to talk about it. Just this weekend was so sports heavy, but... Um, On Saturday, there was a record-breaking CryptoPunk sale. CryptoPunk 5822 sold for 8,000 Ethereum. It's been a really long time since there's been a record-breaking CryptoPunk sale like this, which I feel like could make some people sort of passively view like, oh, maybe the era of CryptoPunks being the highest-selling PFP project are over. Board Ape Yacht Club has a lot of record-breaking sales all the time. Um, But on Saturday, Deepak Toplial, who is the CEO of Chain, purchased CryptoPunk 5822 for 8,000 ETH which at the time of purchase clocked in at over $23 million, um, the highest selling crypto punk of all time, one of the highest selling just NFTs in general of all time. The punk that he bought is one of only nine aliens, um, which is one of the rarest characters in the group, nine aliens out of 10,000. And it only has one characteristic, it's bandana, which also makes it exceptionally rare instead of having multiple characteristics. Uh, This is the first time that I think there's been a now highest selling CryptoPunk of all time since CryptoPunk 7523 sold in June at Sotheby's Natively Digital, a curated NFT sale, which was a really big, highly publicized NFT sale back then. Um, And I think it sold for seven or eight million dollars. So it's crazy. I mean, I think that this just demonstrates that these OG blue chip projects, in my opinion, are still going to go up in value because as other projects that have come out in the past year go up in value, you'd think that the one, the blueprint, would have to go up in value commensurately as well, because otherwise, what is the value of these new ones if the blueprint itself does not go up? Sports. Charlie, I wanted to do a quick recap over in sports. So, obviously, the Super Bowl was this weekend, and we covered it yesterday extensively on the show, but we got two more stories from the Super Bowl that I definitely wanted to share that kind of came out after the game was over. So, Van Jefferson, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams, his wife was taken to the hospital during the Super Bowl to go into labor, and then less than three hours after the final whistle blows, Van Jefferson has a kid. So, Van Jefferson goes from SoFi Stadium winning a Super Bowl to two hours and 15 minutes later having a child like unbelievable I can't even imagine the high that he was feeling in this and like forever and always it's the greatest day of his life there's just no comparison it cannot be beaten that is as good as it gets and then Eric Weddle is a safety for the Los Angeles Rams he retired after the end of last season Jordan Fuller the cornerback or safety defensive back for the Rams gets hurt about five weeks ago Eric Weddle returns to the Rams and says yo I'll help you during this playoff run Weddle wins the Super Bowl on Sunday and we find out that during the first quarter of the game he tore his pectoral muscle and he said you know what I'm just gonna finish this thing out I have the rest of my life to heal up and rest up and this is my last game anyway so Eric Weddle goes from retired to playing to a Super Bowl tears his pectoral muscle and then retires again just two hours later pretty banana stories Charlie that I I wanted to share as we recapped the Super Bowl that is it for today's episode. For more details on these stories and more, head to 137pm.com. Follow 137pm on all of our social media platforms. We'll be on Discord stages live as a team for the 731 AM podcast. 
on Wednesday at noon Eastern time. Come hang with us. Gary V was tweeting out our Discord link, telling people to go into our NBA section to give us your NBA champion prediction. So go there. We're chatting it up. We want to hear what you guys think. We will be back tomorrow. And as always, please remember to stay curious. Stay curious.